Hey, honey, want to try something different this weekend? Ooh, what do you have in mind? Have you ever role-played before? Uh, you mean like whips and all that other scary stuff? Oh, no, I'm talking about rolling some dice and playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Or even trying something like a cool new board game or a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. Oh, that sounds way better than the other thing. <laughs> NobleKnight.com is your one-stop shop for all things role-playing, board, wargaming, and collectible card games. Noble Knight Games is committed to providing you with the best possible selection of new and used products with a selection of over 100,000. Everything on the site is in stock and ready to ship to you worldwide. Discounts are available, and you can expect reasonable prices for rare items. You can even sell or trade your stuff to them. NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. So I can be the elf this time, right? Oh, honey. <laughs> Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors. With dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, our legends come from the halls of This Week in Geek. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight we are debriefing after the Transformers RPG done in the Big Eyes Small Mouth revised 2nd edition system. I have wrestled back control from Steve and as always we are sponsored... By off-world design. No. I'm not putting the commercials. Oh, you're not, we're not putting the commercials. No, I, no. I was putting them at the front end. Okay. Well, so I was wondering why you guys were pausing there, but no, that was supposed to be for your. We're back. Yeah. Transformers. Don't worry about the commercial thing, but we're not doing that now. So. Yeah. All right. Five we're Well, I'll say it then. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So we're sponsored by offworlddesigns.com. If you go to the promotion grow hoof singular, you get 10% off your purchases as well as noblenight.com, which actually provided me with both uh, the books that I used for this evening for the recording, which is a big help because I want to get my hands on these books for a while, period. And I'm done talking. Let's start talking. Well, we I'm Birdman. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Julian. I'm an Autobot. Uh, I am Connell Macbeth, a.k.a. Dr. Holocaust, and I like bombs. <laughs> I'm Steve Snowball Sailor. Apparently a traitorous bastard. Apparently he's a Decepticon. <laughs> Decepticon, yeah, loyalty. Um, okay, well, I mean, let's, I mean, definitely, let's, I want to say, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of experience with Transformers. I mean, I, yeah. I love the movies. I did watch a little bit of the TV show. Ouch! Love, uh, <laughs> Ouch! By, no. by movies, he, of course, meant the 1987. Yes, of course. Okay. Why do you think, I, what do you think I meant? You said movies, plural. <laughs> oh, movies, plural. Okay, sorry. No, no, the old animated film. The old out. animated film, yes. As well as Orson Welles and, uh, and uh, yeah, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Um, and I did watch a little bit of Transformers Prime because it is on on Netflix. You should watch it because it's awesome. It is really good. I do recommend it. First five uh, episodes are really rough, but I think it's really good. That's, that's okay. I actually yeah, I didn't mind the five. Um, but still, I, again, I don't really have that much experience with, with Transformers, but I've always been fascinated with the history. Yep. Going back to when we first started doing this weekend, I think our very first movie review was Transformers. Yep, I remember going to that in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And I had the entire large drink spill on my crotch. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, and I, but I remember 
getting into the because when before we went into the movie, Mike gave me his sort of like big huge book of it was like an illustrated Autobot, yeah, it was like an illustrated version of uh, uh, basically what each Transformer was, and I got to look into the history of it, and I loved the history of Cybertron. Mm-hmm. It was like a really cool story that I really wanted, like I I hadn't really thought about since until you brought it up that that was going to be the story. So for me, well, this was fun to be, to be able to I play in that universe. Of, for this session, I had to kind of bastardize Cybertron history a little bit. Yeah. Um, because if you know, we were following the G1 storyline, but if you know the G1 storyline from the episode, the five episodes, Five Faces of Darkness, yeah. it's revealed that the Quintessons took over Cybertron, but Transformers couldn't transform at that period of time. And Megatron mm-hmm. didn't exist until much later. Until, and later on, the Autobots invent the ability to transform. Yeah. They win the first war against the Decepticons. And then there's another war when the Decepticons, Megatron over. shows up. Um, and that's the third great war. Okay. Um, that's why they call it the third great war. Recent, in recent history, though, they've said that across all the canon, there's Unicron, there's the lineage of Primes, and everyone comes from Primus. So I just kind of compressed everything to say you guys can transform now, Megatron's here now, and the Autobot Decepticon War is going to start as soon as this happens. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Julian, I mean, uh, we you do have to take off uh, during yeah, this recording, but awesome. so why, why, why don't you say your uh, Well, what, what I really like about uh, Transformers in general is that, like, this is, a, this is something that started off as toys, yeah. and then tons of vehicles in which to sell toys, um, <coughs> but it's got such a deep lore, it's surprising how much story exists around Transformers, so it's fun to visit that, that universe um, in a very different way. Uh, it was a fun campaign. I liked our characters. I wish, uh, I think now that I know the system, now that I yeah. played it, I would respect differently. And we talked about this uh, yeah. in between episodes, but yeah. I think that that would be something that I would be much, you know. Big Eye Small Mouth is one of those systems, at least in, the, in their first incarnation. I've only played the second edition a couple of times. It's so broken. There yeah. are so many ways to take advantage. If you basically if you min max the system, you're a fucking god. Yeah. yeah I just I, I don't even, I don't believe in RPG min maxing in general because I think we're here to just tell a collective story and have yeah. fun. Yeah. But um yeah it, it seems exploitable. But I had a lot of fun and uh, yeah, it was a great campaign. I loved it. Cool. Yeah. Made some fun moments. Although one thing I will say about the about the ESM in terms of customizability, yeah. Mike used a book called Big Big Robots Starship. Cool Starships. Yeah, and that's a module book. Very very much, BSM at its core is GURPS like. You can take well, it, and it's well, it's also very anime focused. Well, yeah, it's well, just the, in the, the name in itself. It's, yeah, it's a system that's built for a lot of escalation. Uh, big World Robots Cool Starship. That's I believe I think that's why it's called Big Eye Small Mouth. Is yeah, because yeah, it's it's it's, anime. it's, it's it, an anime yeah. thing. Like uh, big Robots Cool uh, Starships. A lot of the rules that were in here were in Big Robots Cool Starships. I just need that for all the expansion of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Like what is this? The detail of this. The detail of that. I could have run this right out of this book if I wanted to. I wanted that extra little bit to help me out. I could theoretically run anything I wanted to off of this. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of like obviously mecha abilities yeah, which would have helped. Paranormal abilities. Yeah. There's an ability in here. I'm surprised no one. I would have actually allowed someone to take it to just create darkness. Yeah. Oh. You could just create darkness. It's an ability, and the limit is on how big the darkness. It would have. It would have huh. really messed with the story. Like, it kind of yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Someone to take it. I mean, it's, it's well. I say it's darkness, but I have like sensor. I you know what? Sensors and things like that. Looking at the st- like like just just giving a quick flip through the rules because like and, and to be completely honest here's the thing for the for the folks at home I didn't even 
bother to even half look at the rules before showing up tonight um and mike was kind of like okay so here's how a few of the mechanics work inside of maybe like five minutes of sitting down together and then he hands me the rule book and he's just like read through some of these skills i was immediately able to pick up this game yeah, yeah it was not something that was difficult so and awesome. i don't consider myself to be an overly intelligent person uh so like going through these rules i was like yeah you know this is super intuitive it's really easy to pick up and much like other games that are non uh you know mini based or anything like that it really does depend on the storyteller. Yeah. Uh, so whether or not this game is going to turn out well, because there can be like vengeful, hateful, just bad storytellers that are going to just put your players through the ringer and make things unfun for them. Uh, and then there's also good storytellers that can just make this world really open up and flesh out and follow the weird lines of logic that we started creating when we were going <laughs> along. Yeah. yeah. And some of the dumb shit that we were getting up to. Looking at this rule system, though, the first thing that comes to mind, and some of you aren't going to know what this is, Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, like, looking at this, I was like, because the the character that I'm playing here today, Loader, is a character that was based off of one that I used to play in PSO called Killbot. (laughs) And it was just like, that would be just so much fun if we could run a PSO through this system. Yeah, running. Yeah, the fantasy star It's really well fleshed out if you've played the games, yeah. but it was a game that was originally re- released for uh, Dreamcast, um, way ahead of its time, just in terms of the graphics and gameplay, way ahead oh, of its shit, fucking yeah, time. I, 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 think, um, I think there's even still servers going. Uh, the, the last one got shut. The last like official one was shut down, or is shutting down in September. There's but, a new PSO that's come out though. A new one, but it hasn't been localized yet. It's very nice, and, and it, it, it is only in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah, so. Just the different because it doesn't just allow for tech; it allows also for magic and like One you know a million other things. Is just the fact that these wars are terrible tends to get very epic very quickly. Like our, as the escalation level in our campaign gets crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. it's a four-hour campaign. Yeah. What I liked about this though is that it just felt like an episode of. So, yeah. 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 It was not a movie. It wasn't. It wasn't super epic. We're we're, we're not powerful enough to deal with anything that epic. Yeah. It felt like a sort of a TV series. And it's. Yeah. Like, I think because I mean we kept saying that it was too easy. It's the fact that we're always expecting that huge epic battle. Someone uh, to die, or someone yeah. to die, or oh, just like a huge. The, the, tr- the trap was the question was, and I was actually rolling to see if you got far enough to reach Orion Pax. Because if you didn't get to him in time for him to see you. You would have taken that tracer right to Sentinel's right away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just you got out of there fast enough for him to spot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I actually, well, this, I will say this. I mean, this is like, I think maybe the third or fourth system that I played under your GM. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I like a lot of different systems that we that we have played. By far, this is the simplest. I mean, come on, it's just two dice. Yeah, and that's the beauty of this. That's Certain so RPGs easy. require yeah. you to carry around a fucking book bag. Yeah. This you can just put the backpack along yeah. with whatever else you want. Yeah, it's like a, a very a small book. book. A yeah. few sheets of sheet is abysmal. Few sheets of paper, yeah. a small ass book. The character sheets are insanely simplistic with the yeah. way that they're put yeah. together. And two d six. And there's like virtually no math involved, unlike yeah. say yeah. Pathfinder. It's totally just over. Yeah, Pathfinder is like an insane well, amount of mathematics, which is can, can be nice because it, it adds like a level of complexity which you can really sink your teeth into. But this if you is want. more narrative. Yeah, this yeah. is more. That's like I was saying. It's it's way more based on your on your DM. Well, the thing I like about BESM, and there's a rule I always find with new players, you always find an RPG that encourages them to be creative. Yeah. BESM has no character classes. It has powers. Yep. That's it. Uh, you will okay. all dictate exactly what you are and what you can do. As the GM should never let you have focused or massive damage because they're incredibly broken. 
spot. But, Which you didn't allow us to do, no, which is great. No. Yeah, no, that just, you would have destroyed everything. Like, but I mean, like, but we even, all, I think no, we all it was, it was we focus, it, we massive damage, and multiple attacks yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. we couldn't have. And even then, you'll, you'll have noticed that uh, most of our attacks were being done by uh, Snowball here because he was just flying all over the place with these double attacks, just shooting at people. And yeah. like, most of the attacks he was landing, he was, at, at least in my opinion, doing the most damage of the party. Yeah. Simply out of that. Surprisingly, yeah. I never thought that, like, because I have never been that kind of like a tank before. But it's yeah. like I was basically the tank for the group. So I'm yeah, he was the like, tank for the group. Yeah, he exactly. Was, he was the the DPS. Yeah, I was the DPS. Yeah, that's it. Like I have the most damage, but I hit two things. Yeah, no one. I hit one unit plus. Okay, so over four hours, I had two dice rolls that fucking mattered. <laughs> um, and that's I don't know I mean sometimes the dice can get away from My, the only thing I dislike about the system is the last thing I'm going to say before I leave yeah. is um, attacking is extra hard compared to every other roll yeah. because you have to roll the hit yeah. and then they roll to miss they yeah. roll to defend which, which counter rolling works but nothing else in the game works that way and the, thing, like, actually, the thing is with the well, defensive rolls it never really came up because you were always one on one everything yeah the the trick is you only get one defense roll at combat yeah, round. And that's why so if three guys oh. attack the same person, yeah. he can't guard multiple well, times. Snowball's character was able to get two because his character was super fast and stuff yeah. like that. But and he then, had a lot of health points. He could have died very easily. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's like if multiple dudes are attacking you, then it's no good. Um, and yes, a friend here oh, has to leave. Julian, awesome. thank you. Thank you. And yeah. enjoy the rest of the day. Bye, Julian. Uh, you all. Take it easy, buddy. No, I get paranoid about cats. <laughs> all right, Bye, Julian. Yeah. All right. See ya. But yeah, it's just um, I personally really like the way that the that the combat system was put up because it's really simple. You roll to see if you hit. If you confirm to hit, they roll to see if they get a defense. If they defend or not, then that's fine. But if you do, if they don't defend and you get through, you do one set amount of damage every time. Yeah. yeah. In games like Pathfinder, you can do anywhere between like two to seventeen, depending on how you dice roll out um yeah i mean unless anyone wants to talk about the system i kind of want to talk things, about the story one of the things that <laughs> I, one of the things that i want to talk about tonight this was a very big theme the dice can get away from you yeah and that's not me making fun of you i think yours like your dice rolls has been worse it was a six every time than any other game yeah. that we have played yeah, with you. i've never seen you roll this bad that yeah that's weird and i think it's bsm it, it brings out the best and worst in your role i think yeah. in some but ways it matters though that's the one thing i like about bsm every dice roll feels like it friggin matters like, which is just, great but i mean it, like because like, like i you'll get to like i love scion i love some of the white wolf stuff but at the same time it ticks me off just a little bit that I'll be rolling 20 dice, or if I get to high level yeah. Pathfinder, the little things don't matter. In BDSM, the, the difference like of one number is always there. Mm -hmm. You guys in this, your skill points might have gone up. You rarely ever increase your attributes. You might yeah. reshuffle them. You can reshuffle them from session to session. But your attributes very rarely go up. You might get one every two or three sessions. And you'll just slowly store them up. And the game specifically says, "Do not give your player keep giving your players attribute points because you'll turn them into gods, and everything will be pointless." Mm. You'll as strong as you are in character creation is as strong as you'll ever would need to be. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like like for you, I feel super bad because every time we play, you always have like the worst rolls ever and the best rolls when it matters for us. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I when, think when I play as a player. Oh, when you. Oh, yeah. Fine. It's like get away from you. This may be the only time. At least this is my opinion. I think this is the only time I think dice rolls affected story. Yeah. And yeah. It, it felt too easy to me, and that's not a criticism. The dice were working against you. Yeah. Like I can only play that yeah. hard so much. In in Mike's defense, I mean, there were there were there were two things going on here. One, 
I'm I'm watching your dice rolls from over here, and I can see every single time you rolled, it was like D it was six, 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 all across the board. Yeah, like like when he's when he's rolling his two dice, at least one of them was a six almost every single time. So it was really hard for him to, especially using the, the fucking alligator robots, to I actually really, score yeah. a hit on us. One, two, he didn't have a gamer shield. Yeah, it's true. So we- Most DMs will have a DM shield up so that when they're rolling their dice and they want to say flub a hit, say like, oh, my guy's going to like totally fucking rock this guy with a critical hit. I'm going to say he missed or he just regular hit him. Though. Or I'm rolling and I want him to hit because this fight's going way too friggin' easy. Yeah. I want to yeah. land like a blow on this guy. Then I want to like so I want to flub I that roll either way. Just what DMs do. Yeah, because yeah. I did that during Pathfinder. I had that game master screen. Yeah. I fucked up more than a few rolls. I'm thinking... This serves the point of the score. I kind of had a little bit when I was running uh, the Matrix. I mean, there was a few times that, uh, like, especially like the, I, I mean, yeah, there was a few times that basically that I had rolled extremely well or just really badly, and I just didn't let the players know, and I just like I let things happen the way I wanted it to happen, yeah, and because they didn't see what I was rolling. Now, do you think that there's times well, uh, no, it, it, it really depends. As long as you don't take advantage of it. it all the yeah, time. If, if you're not doing it all the friggin' time, then I would say not at all. But yeah, in some kind of point, then what, I was running a fourth edition game a while ago. I was running a fourth edition game, and it was just I normally I just let the rolls go wherever the rolls were going. But like if everybody was in a really bad situation through no fault of their own, just like I had put too many monsters on the screen, um, and I needed them to start to missing that. or something like that. Like yeah, like I, every other you know every once in every four or five attacks or something like that, I'd be like I missed. Yeah, even I though he didn't. What I like, like about I just, it is that it, it sort of goes into the rule that I that Justin has told me about, and I like. I am adopting this rule as kind of that from my own, especially when I'm running a game. It's called the rule of awesome. Basically, it, the GM has every right to be able to say, "Okay, yeah, you know what? You miss just because it's awesome, or you hit because it's awesome." Yeah, and you don't have to explain it. It's just that that's just the way you yeah, want. Yeah, because it makes it more interesting from a narrative standpoint, and I like... Well, that's, that's the thing. I, I like wanted to... Narrative this one, this one was heavy, heavily narrative. Probably, it's probably... I will say this was the most heavily narrative I've run for these Warriors of Terrible. And it's probably the most role-playing we probably yeah, have done. That's, yeah, that's... For, for Transformers specifically, I wanted that. Combat should have gone a lot harder. I will admit that. But it's just a game. But it goes I, a lot but faster, I, too. What? It goes a lot faster. Holy God. Yeah. What, in yeah. BSM? As yeah, like, BSM, we just fucking breezed through combat. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like it so much. But they never felt particularly challenged. That's one thing that bothered me. Well, I well, think that just, might have been the, the fault system. of... That's the, that's the fault of his roles and the fact yeah. we were fighting the same stupid alligator robots the yeah. entire time. No offense, but it's like it, it, the, the guys who were running it, as per the story, all they have is a bunch of alligator robots and shocker cons. See, I was kind of hoping you'd invent... Like they maybe have minions that are. They do. You never ran into them. Yeah. Because what you what happened was you guys used Megatron at the bridge. Like here's the thing. I don't like throwing. I don't like throwing heavy for the sake of throwing heavy. Mm-hmm. You guys were smart at the bridge. There was a legion of shit there to fuck you up. <laughs> so my plan worked. Yeah, you Wait, called what was the bridge part? You guys were in the water in the bridge. Oh, the bridge. The yeah, 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 yeah. There were hundreds of Sharktacons coming at you. Right. Megatron detonated the water, and that was enough for you guys to escape. And the few that were ahead followed you, yeah. and he destroyed those. That's true. Had Man. you not done that, it would have been a swarm. Hmm. Like, it would have been really cool. But, like, I'm not going to be – it's just like I'll – for me, when I go into a situation, I don't like to tell the players what they have to do to get out of it. Yeah. And if they do it, I'm like, that's what happens. And the assumption is, and it sucks that the assumption I keep getting is, oh, this was really easy. I'm like, no, you just you did the right thing. And I guess that's maybe the fault of some of the campaigns we've had. They always feel epic in scope. 
And Julian hit it right on the head. This felt more like an episode as opposed to a movie. Yeah. And I'm, that's the difference. Maybe that's the difference between you and me, Game Master. Well, I always so, want the no, huge stakes. No, there is. No, the I mean, stakes have always been huge. When have the stakes not been huge with me? This I is the lowest. They, they, are, they weren't even to be fair. To be fair, this is probably the game, the, the story that we kept saying. It's almost too easy. And it just. I mean, because well, there weren't anybody in, in between us and the and the objective we were getting. There was a story reason as to why that happened. I think yeah, maybe maybe we yeah. were just thinking of the fact that like we were always expecting the biggest baddie to yeah, come like, behind us, like a big, and so we were strategizing. Gonna, I'll tell you right now, that was never going to happen. It was always going to be a swarm. But that's the thing. So okay. that so I'm thinking in my head because we're always expecting the big baddie or the big battle so that we're just, just really good. we were, yeah, strat- we were strategizing really well. A really well, and not just that, yeah. but also the rules. The like, rules too. I mean, there were how many. How many encounters? How many encounters did we miss? Because you just rolled at like like fucking double sixes every time, and it was just like, yeah, no, these guys don't come over and stop. Like the door opens on a certain level, a whole bunch of Sharkicons standing, and they just look at you and go, eh, and And then then you just keep going, like Quintesson scientist. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it's like I honestly like. uh, As for the rest of the campaigns being epic, let's go down the list. Everything I've always done has been tried to ramp it up and be important. Especially yeah. this. You just liberated all of Cybertron from the Guardians. Every city is free. It's, it's, on this would have been this would have been a good season I think, finale on the show. Yeah, I yeah, think it's a great episode. What, but it's a great yeah. I think what brought about the feeling that it wasn't necessarily a, a great big thing was that once we delivered the key, there was no stated objective of now that we have this, we can free free all of Cybertron. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I did like how it splintered the divisions though. Yeah, well, that's that was really cool. Expect. The big thing was, that was so cool. Well, that was going to happen at the end as soon as it got into Sentinel's hands. Was Megatron was going to go nuts? I was expecting you all to talk him down. And then that escalated to something. Well, he had a point. Understand, yeah. though, from, from a player's standpoint, A, he had a point because he was like, yeah. we shouldn't be hiding, we should be doing what we want, A. And B, every time we've needed his help, he's just fucking wrecked shit. So, like, yeah. if any of us, especially considering the kind of person Megatron is, if any of us spoke up, it was a really good chance that that person was going to die. It's like, it, it's well, basically your... He never gives reason to not trust him. Well, and that's, and also the thing, too, is, like, when we're fighting, like, it's almost like we're... We're war brothers. We're war buddies. We like we yeah. were in the trenches together. You will always stand by the the, the guy beside you, then the yeah. guy commanding which was, you. Which I thought was really interesting. I I expected Dodd to go with him, no matter what. When Megatron <laughs> walked out of that room, I knew Dodd was going with him. I did unless because I what I honestly expected you to do throughout this entire session was to keep trying to one up Megatron and have him keep beating you down verbally. See, my thing with that is I wanted not necessarily his respect, yeah, but to be on the same playing field. Like, I wanted to be that brutal gladiator because in my character background, which I kind of wish we got a chance to really explain what our backgrounds were, but once again, it's familiarity. If it comes up during role-playing, it yeah. comes out. Yeah. Um, my guy was a gladiator from the pits. I'm a, I specifically said mercenary during the thing because... I don't believe in the Autobot cause. I'm looking for a good fight. Well, yeah, and it was it was showing yeah. through your character. I mean, and I the one thing that shocked I did not expect like it to to follow Megatron. Yeah. Uh, I expected to. I, I didn't. I, I basically there was two things I did not expect. I did not expect that the the Omega key was originally lost to begin with. Yeah, that pissed me off because it's like why like. Why send out a, a, a people that have never been monobots before into a very like very heavily guarded area to be able to steal something that you that you had lost before? He that didn't lose it though. Well, I, that's the thing. It's to, that's my character thinking that that is that was the case. You guys lost this. Why the fuck would you send in new people, new soldiers to, for your cause to try to be able to steal it back for you? 
Like it, that, that made no sense. And the fact as well, leadership it, was incompetent. Leadership was incompetent. And well, the fact that they, and also there's <laughs> a reason Sentinel dies. Yeah, the second, the second reason why one would make a trial was because he was right. It's like, we should be proudly uh, displaying the fact that we are for hope. We are for freedom. And no, he's not. But again, as a he's player, for, he's I, for freedom of choice. Freedom of choice. As a player, or no, sorry, as a character, not knowing who Megatron becomes, yeah, it honestly think, made and sense. Nobody, and nobody metagame yeah. in that regard. No, that's good. We metagamed outside of it. We made fun of the fact that it's like we're trusting Megatron with yeah. our lives. But again, as a as a player, as a as a, as a character. I love the fact that, like, I, when that switch went off in my head, I'm like, Megatron's right. I'm going with him. Yeah, and yeah. Although, Steve, if we ever come back, I don't think you're gonna stay with them. Oh, <laughs> God, no! Like, it'll, it'll, it'll be like 20 minutes. Once like, I see, let's put them to the sword. No, exactly. Once I see what Megatron does become into, yeah. I can guarantee my character or uh, Quicksilver will Quicksilver will die for uh, for a cause, or he would leave. Yeah, and I would honestly be a goon. Yeah, no, you'd be in there in the ranks. Yeah, but think, yeah. of it, think of it this way. I mean, I know it's sort of like the situations leading up to this, uh, to it. Yeah. But Orion Pax is uh, Orion Pax is responsible for the split between the uh, from Sentinels and, 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 and Megatron. Gonna, yeah, that was that was going to happen no matter what. And that was going to happen no matter. Oh, cool. I like that. I kind of like how this. I, I like what you gave Megatron as far as I'm concerned is depth. Yeah. Because yeah. Every, because every great leader in history has the potential to go bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this guy started out as a revolutionary and with the speech that he gave to the Sentinel, that's what turned us and that's what that's what that's what turned me. Yeah, I mean good people can sometimes do bad things, but he had a point and the fact that, you know, you're incompetent, you're gonna cost lives as opposed to save them. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked I thought that I mean in terms of storytelling, I think this may have been your strongest in terms of characterization of Yes. Really? Yeah. I like the motivation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, in in Pendragon we, I think we had the best role playing, especially in that last hour. Yeah. yeah. But here we got depth. Of, we had characters we believed in. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, the strength of this campaign in particular. And the thing is, like, people could say, like, our characters are, uh, ourselves, we betrayed uh, the party, we betrayed the game. No, we didn't betray anybody. We went with what we thought was right. Yeah. And we, so we never betrayed any, like, it wasn't, we weren't traitors. We saw the situation as was, as what it was. And it's the first time we've never, like, for me personally, like this is, it was a turning point for me as a player. I had never done that before. And I have never even was able, like was that charismatic that I was able to, as a player to be able to bluff my way through you, everything. You carried the group. I I, I did not expect that. I've never done that before. And I'm so glad that I, that I finally kind of broken through that barrier. Because now I'm like at a point where it's like, okay, I am that like I'm back to what I was when I originally started playing RPGs. It's like what I loved about being in RPGs was the fact that I could just sort of dip in and out into different characters. And because of uh, over years, I just hadn't been able to play as much. Same as you when you hadn't played since high yeah. school. Getting back into it now over the past year, I'm now confident. I'm back to where I was when I originally started playing. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for anything now. And yeah. that's and that to me is like absolutely incredible. So thank well, you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, no, this didn't, like, there was supposed to be a lot more combat, but we had our four hours, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of regret how easy this seemed to you guys. Like, I do regret that, that it turned out that way. Like, I'm glad but you're writing, easy. Yeah, but I you're writing that. two, two factors. You're writing the fact that you want to get the story in that you, that you want to write. And then also, well, no, it wasn't about that. It was like, you were going to, like, you were not going to, like, how were you not going to hit the points that I want? But also, as well, I mean, really? again, it's the same with all you had, all I wanted you to do was you're going to go, okay, you're going to get in there. How you get in there is up to you. Yeah. You're going to get to the key. You're going to suspect something is wrong. And it really was just a complicated princess on trap to take the key back. Right. Okay. 
So that I mean that that I mean that that's thing now knowing that it, yeah. ex- it explains and then a little bit better. You got to the garbage scow and Megatron. At some point, Megatron was going to bust those doors open. Oh, okay. And then all hell was going to break loose on you. I don't. You I just, just got really easily out of that hell. Yeah, it just it. I I think we're uh, a got, we were lucky. B we kind of strategically did a little bit. Of, well. Yeah. So take that as a victory that I set up everything fairly. And See, you got through it. This would be a great opening session for an ongoing campaign. Yeah, true. I, I mean, if this was if, if we weren't under the time constraint of four hours, then it would have been then we, we come could, back next week and see what happens. Well, exactly. frankly, I mean, the, I just I would love to continue any of these campaigns that you guys are running, like for uh, the Pendragon or Pathfinder, rather, yeah. uh, absolutely, because I love Pathfinder as a, as a uh, system, and this was tremendous amounts of fun. Like, I'd like to either come back to this or again use the system for another game. Now, would you like to know what happened to the Silver Cloak last week? He died via Mountain Dew. What? Wait, 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 what? My bag, I had my bag with all my rollbind books in it. I had a can of Mountain Dew in there, and I dropped my bag on the floor, and I didn't think about it. Oh, no, all your books are, are no, damaged. No, actually, surprisingly, my big bag of role-playing characters, my, <laughs> my big pad of paper I see, saved all my Pathfinder books. Oh. oh. I, unfortunately, the Silver Cloak had to die under a green... Oh, your mess. character sheet of Silver Cloak. Oh, yeah, okay. I, got, I got it right from when he started talking. It's oh. like, you fucking... <laughs> I actually listened to it. No. I nothing about any role I ever do. But my books are... I, you know, okay, so being an outside player, like getting to listen to it actually as a listener for a change, uh, yeah. for change that like that episode to me was hilarious. The fact that you were sitting, like Big Mike was sitting downstairs, it, like was singing, he couldn't do shit, and then everyone else, like, you killed a chicken, <laughs> like he kept trying to run, like the, uh, the well, that was that. kitchen. That was that, this is this. Yes, but uh, anyway, let's sorry. Let's talking about this. Like, well, actually, I wanted to comment on something that Connor brought up, and it seems to be Every single person that we brought on, like we just had, we just recorded as of the time of this recording, we yeah. just recorded our Pokemon game, and we brought in two new players that we had uh, had not brought that we'd not brought in before, uh, Ori and Shane. And every single one of it seems that every single new player we bring in, or any just any of the players, that is the most common thing that is said is like, I want to play more in this game. I want to play more in this story. I want to play more in this universe. And I. Well, as I mean, someone who helps, like, who's basically running the show, I love it because it just shows how much pa- how passionate we are about these games and want to be able to see it move forward. Absolutely. I mean, ostensibly, all of these like, – it, it's the mark of a good game and a mark of a good system that you're like, I definitely want to come back to this. Yeah. This is something I want to keep playing. And tabletop games at their core are games that you would continue playing over an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, you know, you play one session for like four hours or however long we're, we're sitting down and we're playing for, and then you would come back again like another week or two weeks or whatever, and then just keep playing it. The great thing about tabletop games, they can just go on for as long as you want them to. Yeah, like, for example... There's no, like, you've killed the biggest, baddest guy, and now the end credits roll, and, like, you know, if you want, you can play through the game again, but it's only got, like, limited flabbity blue. You can just you can do whatever... <laughs> yeah. You can just do whatever you want with these things, and we've made some really great characters and some really fun systems and stuff, and I just... Uh, like I, it, it freaking sucks. For me, I love the stories. The stories have come. Yeah, like the, the, that's what I love of the show is that storytelling takes a very major front seat to uh, to the to the show. And yeah, some, like we have some amazing stories that it's like we could like I could totally see as either movies or TV shows or just written in books. Like, the, and it's all what I love about it is that it's all cooperative. It's yeah, the GM coming up with the concept and then the players are running with it, and then we get to like again tonight. We had no idea that I that Mike and I were going to be able to split the party. 
like yeah. as we did. And you had no idea Megatron was going to show up. Exactly. Well, I'm surprised someone just screamed at me and said, "You lied to us." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, right? Again, I lied to you. That's right? what, I mean, as a writer, going into this, guy just says, "Going into this, I told everyone Megatron didn't exist yet." And yeah, I just did. was expecting right, someone to just scream in my face. He's like, there he is, you lied! <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did. It felt good. See, I was really hoping to get the mass conversion technology, because I was originally going to be, I was going to be like Major on a big yeah. gun. And, like, and, and I kept messaging, I was like, don't. Yeah, like, no, don't do that. This Trust is much cooler. Me. This is going to be, this is going to be, you're going to like this better. Yeah. You're like it better. Although I was supposed to be a triple changer, but the math just didn't work do out. You, do you see how form change works in this? Yeah, it's weird. It's a pain in the ass because you you basically take your points and you rebuild yourself. Right? Yeah, oh, it's kind of stupid. Like I managed to cheat it a little bit by saying you only have this vehicle mode and this in robot mode, but I, Dodd, no offense, there was no way I was going to do that three times for a one shot. Yeah, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. But like, like said, if like if you guys if I let you guys build your own characters, yeah, I would have let you do it. Yeah, but I could, but then I would have had to say you can't take massive damage, you can't take focus damage, you can't take extra attacks. Yeah, and that's no way to tell players to start off in a yeah, session. Yeah. There's no way I was going to do that to you guys. Yeah. Whereas well, see, if like, I say, I would here's say your sheets. The only time that something like that I would allow, allow someone to take on something like massive damage is if they took, like, say, the uh, artillery skill, and it's like, yeah. okay, so your transformer changes into an artillery cannon and, yeah. and can fire with that, but he can't move but when he's in that, that yeah. now, form. Now that you know the system, how this it's supposed to be much yeah. more of the spirit of the thing. Yeah, because well, yeah, it's the thing. It's like, don't make a character that's just going to min-max the crap out of it because that's yeah. not what the, the game is not necessarily based around the rules. The rule system is actually very loose and flowy. Yeah. The game system is more based around the narrative and the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I think because of the time constraints that we have, I mean, that's why I love the fact that we're not really min-maxing anything. And, yeah, like you, and you those, get basic characters. Yeah, and, the, and that, the royal ordering, and the, basically... I don't really like long campaigns. I don't mind it. I, I like to be able to have an expansive story that lasts a long time. But again, it's just it gets to the point where people are going to get a lose interest. Whereas like it with is, this, I find it really depends on your GM. For my Pathfinder game, I've been playing that since. True, and that, and there are great games that like Justin has, uh, has told me he's played a game for five uh, five years, and it's like yeah. that to me is amazing. Yeah, um, I want that. Experience. I want that experience. I've had that experience. I want that. Experience. I have that experience. Yeah, but that's wow. the thing. It's like for me. I love knowing a beginning and end to a story, a beginning and a middle and end to a story in a very quick succession. It's just, I don't know, I, I just love, I'm, I fall in love even as you a writer. You want to move on to the next story. Exactly. I want to, like, I love sequential stories. Like, basically, I'm thinking, like, a television show. I love episodes of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the games that we're playing, they're all episodes of things. Well, keep in mind, Steve, this is mostly how most sessions will break down. Yeah. If you look at some of the structure of a lot of the old, because I've been, I, I, fallen in love with a lot of the old adventure modules and I'm reading them. Yeah. The Tomb of Horrors looks like the greatest invention of all time. Which one of the systems that's for? D&D? Yeah. D&D? Oh, Does, okay. You see, the fact I said Tomb of Horrors and no one looked shocked just speaks to the current education. Um, in It's kind of hilarious because the Tomb invests something else entirely. If you want, look up Tomb of Horrors. I'll explain it after the debrief to other people. But yeah, no, I'm just looking at the old adventure modules and the entire thing was built around Oh, the philosophy. You do not beat the game as a whole, but you beat the challenge in front of you. Yeah. And that that is when you are playing a game to win. Yeah. And yep. I agree with that philosophy wholeheartedly. And that was kind of what I set up here. You are not – you have not won the war, but you have beat the challenge in front of you, and that liberated Cybertron. That can be – I mean, in my opinion, that can be good and bad because if you if you constantly give people like, you know, this is a thing to win – and they're trying to win at tabletop games. You don't win tabletop games. You play them. Well, yeah, but you uh, win the immediate challenge. Yes, the, the the challenge is set in front of you, absolutely. And then, yeah. you know, players being rewarded for being able to overcome said yeah. challenges. That's phenomenal. Because um, then you get them invested, and then you start really seeing what they can do. 
because for as much as I love what we do here, I would love to run you guys through something severely hard, which I'm going to start doing from now on. This Transformers for me, because it's Transformers, was my last heavy storytelling session that I'm going to do here. Mm. It's changing from here on out, oh, including wow. the one-year anniversary, which I'm planning now. Oh, I will not be doing heavy story-focused sessions. They will be much more challenging and grueling from here on out. Okay. Well, that's not bad. And now, is that sacrifice? Not when it's me. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I look it, forward I mean, to seeing is, that. There is a good balance that you can be able to make with that. Yeah. Um, we just haven't, uh, out of all the games we've played, I don't think we've really hit that yet. Yeah. I mean, because we're always focused. We're on. We're, we're trying to be able to make sure the players have their time. We're trying to be entertaining as a yeah. free listener, <laughs> which is always fun. Um, well, what I have like a lot of fun with these things is uh, like I don't mean necessarily even need to be, try to be entertaining. Like it's just fun. It just it, comes yeah, out. There's a really yeah. there's a really good chemistry between between players and stuff like that. And I think that yeah. we'd be just as amusing if if people weren't listening to me. Like and and people we we didn't have the mics here. I think that we'd be just as amusing. Oh totally. Um, yeah. and, and and be having just as much fun, which is again one of the things that really speaks to tabletop. And I don't even think we try to be entertaining. We're just yeah, no. Honestly, it's, it's, it comes like, to yeah. we, we just do whatever we we're doing, and it just it comes out really well. It comes it comes to the quote that I've always that I've used for years, and Mike, you probably heard this many times. Is if you're interested, you'll be interesting, and that's the thing. We're all interested, and we're all passionate about role playing games, and it just comes off as that. And yeah. a lot of and yes, our personalities definitely do mesh really well together. I'm surprised that we're able to get like 14, 15 people to be able to mesh really well, no matter who's playing what game. I mean, we sort of purposely today mixed up this, uh, some of the players. I mean, Julian has never uh, hasn't really played with us before. Yeah. Um and I've never really I haven't played with Connell before but it's, yeah. it's like it's and I love the fact that we could be able to swap out anybody and the entertainment factor and, and, that's and, the and cool is still there I yeah. love being able to swap out players and I've even told you Steve I'm benched for this one bring in someone new or yeah. Mike's not going to GM you're going to GM I love the fact that we have that interactivity and we, we can have, just keep moving people around we have yeah. so many storytellers in like I'm looking for the Tom's game yeah that'll be wild talents is Oh, yeah! I control was... gravity, a primal force, and he doesn't know because I'm a huge science nerd. This shit, because he gave me the highest level of that power. Hi, I can create singularities with yeah. this. I can. Well, if you've ever played the game Mass Effect, you can just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Biotics. Like, yeah, yeah, biotics yeah. is the controlling of gravity on like and, a, a large and small scale. But yeah, there's so many. I, I'm looking forward to playing under Tom. Derek, I'm, because he knows World of Darkness like the back of his hand. I can't wait to uh, once we finally can be able to play White Wolf, uh, and I can guarantee that that'll happen because when we side sort of meta gaming or meta outside of the episode, we talked to the people who work, uh, works at White Wolf. At oh, uh, no, CCP. Oh. They own White Wolf. Oh, okay. And there's a definitely good chance that we could be able to do more stuff with them. That's so, cool. and if not, I own almost a complete library of all the old stuff. But still, like Sion and Exalted with my eyes closed. Getting yeah. um, getting back to the Transformers yeah, we game that we, were, that, that we were playing, I just wanted yeah, to, to like drop something. I agree in that this very much felt like you know a season finale to the show, and I think that that spoke really well for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I like every time I was sort of envisioning everything that was happening in the game, like sort of my imagination, it was all in that like bad '80s cartoon look. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely everything, and it was just like you know, <laughs> just the look and the feel of it came together really well, and I was really enjoying that. You know what? Um, just while I'm thinking of it, because I'm yeah. like, because I know you'll recognize what I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you read the MicroMaster series from ID uh, from from uh, Dreamwave? No. Shit. Okay. Did you read the Age of Wrath? No. 
What the fuck Transformers books did you read? Not uh, many. Okay. I watched the shows. I just, See, I read the comic and this felt like a comic book. Like I could visualize yeah. what you were saying. I, I, I but I actually for me I visualized it as the TV show. Because yeah. like yeah. going up the elevator. I've watched so much G One. It was just like it, it, it just looks everything the way yeah. everything was set up and the way everything was playing out. Like oh, it's suddenly a trap or they're stuck in the back of a truck. And I was just like, yeah, this feels exactly like the show. Yeah, yeah this is so cool. much fun. Being and in the comm tower, like I could picture being that. Being in the comm like, tower, the comm tower. I immediately first thought of like the way that um, the modern movies will kind of think of how that comm tower would look, and I'm like, no, that I immediately thought in my head, no, that doesn't. That's not how it would look. It looks as soon as we got on the elevator like platform. I was like, nah, this is an 80s show. I really pictured a lot of very vibrant colors in this. Yes. Which is really, like, for me, for some reason, I pictured you as, like, that Springer green. Yeah. That's what I pictured for him. I'm thinking, man, I visualize it's just, like, the show, like, the comic book. Like, it's really neat. Like, I really wish we could get, like, Alex Lyon from the Transformers Dreamwave run to draw something like this. That would be so fucking cool. So interesting, dude. It was was a lot of fun uh, putting this together. And I also just wanted to say that it has been an absolute treat to be playing these games with you guys. Like, I'm really glad that you guys picked me up and uh, brought me up to to play. These Warriors are terrible with you guys. Now, this is the third game that I've been in. Um... And I, I, I can't just express how much fun this is and how great an opportunity it is. So I just want to say thanks for that. I look forward no. to this every um, yeah. yeah. Thank no. Thank thank you oh, for coming on board. Yeah, like, you're, um, you're fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I hope I did the Transformers justice. Oh, you totally that, did. That rolls aside. I hope <laughs> it was fun. fun. For me, it was. Just, I mean, I mean, you know me. But yeah. it's, it's the story that, yeah. that always gets me. Well, in. I hope the story was good. I the story hope was it was fun for all the flaws that it had. Yeah. The characters were great. The characters yes, were great. And yeah. I just hope it was all very strong and memorable. And I hope you guys enjoy it because it's been about – it's going to be about one year I've been role-playing with you now. My kick gloves are coming off. Good. Fantastic. Well, it's, it's – I've never – there's – I maintain this even if you disagree with me. I've always been playing fair. Yeah. That's, that's how you should play. That's going to stop. Oh, great. As long as you're fair within the rules. I'm fair within the rules, yeah, but – Just don't be a dick. <laughs> For the sake of I being can't a dick. promise that, Dodd. <laughs> Did you see I how will... he plays as a player? Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be that big of a dick to so us. Now, so now we have to be new <laughs> Let it begin, gentlemen. And oh, for that, uh, Julian has left us, but he gives us his best will. I am big my mic touched my chest. You do not touch the Autobot logo. <laughs> I am Big Mike from the 404s. I am Mike Don, the Decepticon Rampage. I am Connell McBeth, also known as Dr. Holocaust, playing Loader. And I'm Steve Snowball Sailor, playing the Decepticon Quicksilver. As always, these warriors are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Bombs! You have just listened to This Week in Geeks. These warriors are terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG systems you'd like the terrible warriors to visit? Do you have your own shameful, awesome, or just plain silly RPG adventures? Tell us with a comment on this episode post, or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible!